Right, shall we start again? Fuck it. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's do start it again. again. So we were only 18 minutes late. Who gives a fuck? I always say, like, this is the beauty of running an independent podcast is, uh, you know, you, you are your own boss to a large extent. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you have to do You've got to take the rough with the smooth. So, um, so yeah, ladies and gents, or, or Aaron, uh, thank you. Hey. Thank you very much for joining us in the uh, in the chat and let us, let us, letting us know uh, that we had some audio problems there. If you're listening to this at home, this is this is our second attempt at trying to start this fucking uh, podcast. Um, Amazing. Just, just imagine like if we had carried on that whole chat like for an I mean, hour. We did do it, yeah. And then I would have had to have private messaged you sheepishly with my tail. It's, about, it's happened. Uh, my mate did a podcast and he was there till four o'clock in the morning with tech. And then they went to the upload and it failed. And he had to do it again the next day. Oh. So he was a guest. Yeah. Went, I'll get back on. I mean, to so be you fair. Can ask, you can ask the question again now. I, I will do in a sec. I was just okay. going to say, like, to be fair, if it did, if I was going to have some sort of, like, tech fucking nightmare, I'm glad that it's with you. <laughs> then, I, like, I know you'd give me shit for it. Like, you'd take, I'd get roasted the next day. And yeah, yeah, but I would be fine with it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't care. But, like, if I if I had fought to get an interview in the diary. <laughs> oh, that'd be so bad. Oh, can you imagine? I'd just fucking kill myself, I think. Like, I'm trying to think, like, the name of somebody, like, if let, let's say Daniel Johns from Silverchair or fucking, yeah. like, Ian Dump from the political world or, like, like I'd fought for months to get, like, to persuade them that I'm not a loser. That they I should can give do it, but only on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Only in October. Yeah. And like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then it'd be better if all the way through you don't know anything. There's no tech problems at all. And then it yeah. just goes, wrong. Yeah. I mean, really, Everything's I should... on helium. I mean, I've got it, but we all sound like chipmunks. Can yeah. Can I put it out? No fucking god. Okay, you free tomorrow? No. Okay, never. I'll never do your show again, eh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and who could blame them? Like, why would you give up an hour of your life in the evening when you're tired, you've been working all day, and then you know some fucking idiot says, "Could you want to come on my podcast?" and then fucks it up? Like you wouldn't. You no. wouldn't. I We've wouldn't give me thing. a chance. I won't. I won't do it. It's a terrible thing to do. But um, <laughs> my friend said to me, I was doing an interview. My friend said, "If you slip." say something that they cannot possibly broadcast right and then they'll have to find it and get rid of it and that'll yeah. be the marker and so and that's an industry thing and every so often because he's just chatting and stuff i just go blah 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 and then go oh god and then have to say something dreadful like unbelievable awesome. so they found it my fucking the curtains are <laughs> coming down now everything's going wrong john like i'm not i'm not trying to apportion blame here but none of this happened when otto english was on so we've got X Tyron nineteen seventy six in chat as well. Been waiting for it all day. Lovely, good stuff. Well, let's let's start again now in earnest. Yes, so, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, my guest, uh, my guest tonight, as we know, is uh, John Left of the Countryside. Um, he and I have uh, have shared our thoughts together on uh, the social networking app TikTok, where we sort of found our feet as uh, as as would be pretender political commentators, and we were just sort of marvelling before the, the tech issues a minute ago that. You know, he he had started off doing kind of uh, like artists, yeah, yeah, like lip sync, like standard TikToky stuff, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I'd started off doing uh, you know stupid, funny videos and and stuff, and then and and then we've both got into political commentary, and then we've pivoted again to basically just talking about whatever's in the news that day, right? Yeah, I mean, I just yeah, I never used my voice ever. I never spoke whenever mm. I did TikToks. I was always like a lip sync. It's most of them were things like speech things like um, the, uh, um, 
Well, like wacky Dudley Moore and wacky Peter. voices. Oh, impressions sort of stuff. No, 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 no. I just did a lip sync to what they were saying. Oh, I you see. Know, and just went and uh, and I thought oh, that's quite funny. And then my I said to you before tech i used to send them to my friend who's lovely but really honest and scotch as well i know that's wrong but i call him that he said um i won't do the voice he said i'll be honest they're not funny at all <laughs> i went okay and he went you know when you're walking down the road talking shit down the camera about your day and then you send them to me put that on there that's funny yeah this shit where you just Lipstick is awful. I was like, oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> so I just did that instead. It's kind of what you need, though, isn't it? It's like a friend that's that crushingly, brutally honest. Oh, but some are bad. I've done a set on a stage board and uh, crowd have been completely with it. Gone, like, and um, somebody's gone, did you find any of that funny? I'm like, what? Fuck. There's like 500 ugly bearded tossers who found it funny. Yeah. So my ass. well comedy subjective isn't it i mean that's what that's what but that's basically what stand-up comedians tell themselves when they have a bad gig they're just like well i was gonna ask you have you ever done a gig because i had a gig i've only done a little tiny bit of stand-up and aid's done shit out. um I've, have you ever had a gig where you didn't go on i'll give you my didn't go on somebody said to how, me, do, how do you mean didn't go on like just i, I refuse to go up or... i refuse to go up so i went on the list Compare was like for the show, and he was like, "This was in Essex. It was in Chelmsford, at this like pub. It seemed okay. It wasn't like a big crowd. It was like twenty five or something like that." And mm. he went, and he was okay. For he was like, um, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, so I'm going to put you third. If that's okay. Uh, what kind of is it like? And I went, "It's, it's basically irony, and you know, whatever." And he went, "Yeah, yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah." And I went, "Okay," and it was absolutely fine. There was a stag do in the front row of like 10 people realizing they were coming to a comedy night with 25 people. So they're, and they're wankered already. And, and they've already decided it's shit and nothing's happened. <laughs> and then he went, Compare came out and he started, you know, usual stuff. Well, where are you from? Yeah, yeah, you've been out all night, blah, blah, blah. Oh, are you getting married? Yeah, yeah. And then he just went at them like completely. Yeah. Like, oh, you're you're the fat one, are you? Like, just no laughing, not, oh. not from them at all. Yeah. They're all like that. Yeah. And then he went, introducing Susie Naylor. Just fucked off. Susie came out. She got this really sweet act. It wasn't very funny, but it was quite sweet. And she was quite endearing. Uh, and it was really kind of bright. Does that make any sense? She was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah, uh, yeah. Sarah Millican kind of bright. kind of Like thing. sort of upbeat, bubbly kind of. Yeah, quite yeah. beat. Fuck off. Fuck you. All the way through. Really? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Susie Naylor fucks off. Chippy McChippy comes out again. Oh, hello. Uh, that was the first act. Oh, fuck, your shirt's horrible. Like, just murdered them again. Yeah. Next act went on. Uh, oh, they're really, really brilliant fire. And then he came off the stage and he went, okay, you ready? I said, fuck that, mate. There's no way I'm going out there. And he said, uh, it's all right, isn't it? And I went, you're a cock. You're a cock. What are you doing? <laughs> you mental twat. I said, they won't punch them. They'll punch me. There's no, there's no stage. Yeah. Two women had been on and they'd already decided we could, we won't laugh, we'll go home, but we won't punch them. But I'm punchable. <laughs> I was like, fucking no. I've, I've never had a gig where I've go gone on. like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, There's been gigs I've not wanted to go on, but I've always done them or in this sort of perhaps misplaced <laughs> belief that 
it would be really unprofessional or that word would get out that I had left or they'd never book me again or, you know? Yeah. And then there's I been think... times where I've gone up when I've had that bad feeling where I should have trusted my gut on it and then I go up and it's a fucking horrendous gig and you get mauled. And, like, nobody wants to listen to your fucking cerebral, conceptual, like, artsy-fartsy East London nonsense. They just, they just want, like quick fire puns yeah yeah like, yeah haven't you got any jokey jokes mate where's your jokey joke you know like that sort of stuff but um, a good comp there can pick up because i you know <clears throat> i had a guy went out in um greenwich and uh it's greenwich isn't it mm-hmm. up the creek's greenwich isn't it mm-hmm. he went on stage and did a hot like a five ten minute on how shit modern art was is yeah and it was like like, why are you doing Really? And I knew it was bad. Because yeah. I'd seen the set before, and I was like, don't do that. And he went out. But the compare managed to get it all, like, rammed it right back up. Left yeah. it. He was like, Tracy Emin, load of shit, innit? It was like, oh, they're not going to like this. But then what's weird about that is, like, you could do that stuff in Up the Creek, which is, like, southeast London. And it's probably quite a young crowd. Like, I don't want to generalise, but it's probably quite a young crowd in Up the Creek. Yeah. Uh, and it's on a Thursday night, I think, from memory. So it would be yeah. uh, typically students would be out like on a Thursday night or like young people with disposable income. But if you did that same thing, if you took the piss out of modern art and said how shit it was in like a British Legion club or like a, oh, yeah, a yeah. home counties pub or something out in the sticks. The people have asked me to do locally and I've gone, no. But yeah. that would that would slay. Yeah. Come on to ring him up and go, Mark, listen, you know that thing you did about modern art that went down like cold vomit? I've got the kick for you. <laughs> they love it. Make some jokes about women getting out of the kitchen as well. Yeah, yeah, I love it. See you in a bit. <laughs> a friend asked me to open this thing, and I went, yeah, no. I tell ironic jokes. Think they're, they're ironic. And he went, yeah. And I went, they'll take it seriously. No. Yeah. <laughs> but... Like Al Murray used to do a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same, same. Where, yeah, he, he was like, he said like he hated doing some gigs because people wouldn't get that it was a character and that then they would just buy into it and be like, oh, yeah, it's really funny because he's really, he's ignorant, just like me, you know, like yeah. that sort of thing. He's a racist, I'm a racist, we're pals. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got this joke about the homeless that was a joke against Marks and Spencers and their, what they do with waste food. And I, I'm not going to do it because it's a bit, but um, the punchline always really works. And I was, but I was like, not telling that. <laughs> Yeah, they'll be like, "Yeah, the homeless are skivvy little bastard." No, no. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you know. Like sometimes I'll tell my girlfriend an idea for a joke, like or I would have done back when I was doing more stand up. I'd be like, "I've just thought of a really good bit," and then she'd go, "Go on then," and I'd tell it to her, and she'd be like, "What yeah. do you tell it?" I never do that. I never tell her. She's, I never tell her because it's I can't always the same response. Yeah, it's like it's always. Oh, I don't so think bad. people are going to get that, and then I get really pissy about it. I'm like, no, you don't yeah. get it. Like that's that's the problem. I'd got I'd got the punchline and a topper. We were on a bus in London, and we were going to a cafe, and we got off the bus. And I don't know what it was. Got off the bus, and it just went bang bang. Right, had it. Yeah, I had the bit already, and it was fine, but it wasn't that good. And then I the punchline hit me in a topper, and I was like. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, my wife went, what is it? And I went, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's pointless. Yeah. Like, it doesn't. I'll have to do a five minute bit. Are you ready for the setup? Okay. You can and, explain um, it. Like, you can say, oh, I've I just thought of the idea. 
And then on the night, it, it really did go down well. There was a lady, because I sometimes, uh, my wife will film bits if I if I can kind of get her to. That's impossible yeah. to get someone. Because you're actually get, just getting the hold of the mic and go, uh, right, so uh, love, can you just film this bit? It's great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoever's emceeing should rightly pillory you if you did do something like that. <laughs> um, just film this bit, I'm going to put it on YouTube. <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit about... Um about the news about what's been going on today and yesterday um so it seems as though i don't want to get my hopes up because i've done this a few times now where i'm like oh he's definitely gone he's toast this time but then it and then it turns out like he clings up like he's he's just you can't fucking get rid he's like a stubborn fucking veruca that you just want to root out and then he just sticks just he's still there you know yeah it's it's so weird every but i'm not i kind of I think, I think the disease is in. Mm. Like he's done. He's definitely it's terminal. He he's definitely gone. But now it's when. Yeah. Because he's going to get. If if we have to wait for the police investigation, he's gone after that. But I think he's almost waiting for the knock of a of the civil servant because we all piss around. Like the best example of this is. Uh, uh, you know the Savile thing that's going on. Yeah. PMQ. I wasn't PMQs. Sorry, it was Monday mm-hmm. Partygate, and he had to say what was the announcement. I can't remember. It's been so much shit. I think he was responding oh, to. He was responding and apologising. Yeah. Partygate. Yeah. And then then it threw to questions, and then he said that Keir Starmer was the uh, was Jesus Christ that he let Savile off. He, he, he wanted off. to prosecute journalists rather than Jimmy Savile or something like rather that. Rather than it? Jimmy Savile. Yeah. But what I've got, because I was trying to explain this to somebody earlier and going, well, no, it's just a dead cat. And, they, and I went, well, just like if you're losing an argument, you just do anything to change the subject. So throwing yeah. in a dead cat would do that. So what's interesting is he didn't think of it. Right? Of the Savile line. He didn't think of the Savile line. The Savile line is Operation holy shit like it's gone bad 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 if that happens you have to hit the emergency button what's the emergency button it's the jimmy savile line really do you think yeah that? he did yeah there's not a way in shit he thought of it see no i way. thought like here's here's where i'm coming from i don't know if it was a setup i don't know the one thing i would say is that whoever wrote it i don't know that they wrote it with good intention like they went yeah they went oh, yeah no we need to fuck him up like they get might they, say the yeah line. if we say that if we get him to say the savile line then we can all pretend to be appalled by it and that'll give mm. us the like the catalyst to then start handing in resignations and so on. Yeah, because he had to stop. He had to stop the line of questioning. So it was definitely a dead cat. But it's where the dead cat came from. Don't Did he you get think, given it in a box? Don't you think that making a sort of? I mean, I my my sense is having watched that, that actually he was uh, flapping and flustered, and he didn't okay. know how to respond to the line of questioning, and he was running out of his tub thumping campaigning bollocks, which is what he seems to like revert to every pmqs uh so out came this haphazardly handed very boris johnson kind of half joke about Keir starmer uh letting savile off it's quite salacious it's where quite I... dirty it's very boris johnson to come out with something like that where i put it as planned is because as lots of people have pointed out 
the, the House of Commons is one of the only places in the country he could even say the line. Yeah. Uh, he could only say it with parliamentary um, privilege. Yeah. Privilege. But he couldn't say it outside. So that makes so now so now we've got something that so if it's on the tip of his tongue, so he's never said it. This is an idiot who hides in fridges. He's never come <laughs> up with that. Mid, you know, like he's not. It's it's you know this isn't. Um, Gordon Brown calling an old woman a bigot who was a bigot because the cat, the mic's like this is he said it in the only place he could legally say it and not be prosecuted for it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I don't know who when they, when they wrote it, they might have written it seven months ago. You know, back page is all like shit for, you know, yeah. the emergency exit. There's dead cats. He different. There's a video going around at the moment. I said this to you in private. The other day, it's a video game on TikTok at the moment where Boris Johnson sat in an interview and he said, he said, oh, I just uh, uh, so what I do if I make a mistake, I just make a bigger mistake. And then I uh, 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 just keep making mistake after mistake, after blunder after blunder after blunder. And and people don't know what to concentrate on. But it's out of context. He's joking. He's as he's thick as shit. This is the he's yeah. very guided in what happens. And so I think there's, there's two things there. The first thing is, I think he when he says stuff like that in old interviews he says oh if i make a mistake then i make a bigger mistake and then that covers up the tracks that to me reads like he's affording himself some sort of machiavellian like intellectual um like ahead of time plan yes. this is how i handle things when i well i'm very clever because then what i do is i manipulate the conversation they call me the puppet master oh, you know all of that shit when if i go fact, in there that's like a snooker player going if i uh, go out there today and i uh completely lose and fuck up and scratch the table with my cue and fall over pissed on whiskey remember i told you that yeah i think you go Yeah, I think it's bollocks. Yeah. Your communications rightly with... Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do think, though, like, something that we can agree on is that the Savile line was probably, I think, probably pre-written and written down on... You know, they read off their notes, right? So yeah, yeah, Starmer yeah. asks him a question, he doesn't answer the question, and then yeah. Starmer goes on to his next question, and it doesn't, like... It's not a fluid conversation between the yeah. two of them. So you know that they're kind of reading from notes. So I imagine, or here's what I like to think happened, is that Johnson did have the Savile line pre-planned, pre-written. It was on a little note pad thing, scribbled down haphazardly. Like, if you get him, if you get him bothered, Boris, then just remember the Savile line like that. And in yeah. his mind, he thought, oh, this is, oh, this is peak Johnson. This is, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll wheel out the Savile line. That'll shut him up. And then everyone will talk about the, you know, the Savile thing rather than... Because he, he did get damned. He'd, got, he'd answered two questions with the fastest growing uh, economy in the G7. Yeah. And then he'd used the vaccines rollout. And he was sort of fucked then because he'd already used it twice. And then so it, was like, so it was like, yeah, but so if this happens and that happens, will you quit? Mm. Jimmy Savile, what? Yeah, he has... <laughs> A, where the fuck did that come from he's got a pathological 
abnormality where he just cannot answer questions. And I know that people say that about politicians, broadly speaking. They're like, oh, you know, they never answer the question. They always dodge it. They were never that bad. They were never this bad. Cameron wasn't this bad. May wasn't this bad. And the other thing that I do find is a difference. How do you feel about Lindsay Hoyle? Because I think Lindsay Hoyle, I think he's a really nice guy. Mm. He's a nice guy. But he's just no control. Like it's, he doesn't. He the other you get the odd bit where he goes, okay, okay, sit down, sit down, listen. I won't have that in here. Okay, leader of the opposition, and then he goes, what what colours the sky to Boris? And he goes, yeah. uh, the, the fastest growing economy in the G seven. And like if that was if we went back in time and that was Burkow, Burkow would go answer the question. Yeah, but you're not answering the question. Yeah, you're right. He's more of a um, like Hoyle is more of a an angry headmaster who wants to keep the noise down. He he doesn't like the jeering, uh, yeah. so he'll quieten that down. Like, come on, come on, come on. Like, let's hear what. Oh, right, yes. Sorry about who that. Who wants oh. to be first to leave? Put your hand up. <laughs> yeah. No, sit down then. But in terms of the actual conduct and content of the conversation, like the quality of what is being. Uh, communicated to the electorate out of that session it is through the floor bad like i've had really? more constructive conversations with passed out drunk people before yeah. it's it's you know it's it's starmer asks him a question he doesn't answer it then all of his mps behind him go you know they're all fucking hammered as well <laughs> it's like can we just get them sober can we make it so he answers the question can we there has to be a smarter more dignified way of scrutinizing. Think as well, I, I think it would be quite good on BBC Parliament or Parliament Live that down the side they had like a rules list because I explain lots of things to people and then they go when they go because Boris does that grandstanding thing on the last question and yeah. then because I had people go oh and their kids didn't say anything back yeah he can't yeah it's quite, why not he's run out of questions he's not allowed to it's he quite weird back. that he only gets did he get six questions is it Was yeah it? I think six yeah and it's like, and then you're just done for another week. Then yeah. Johnson just goes off like back to checkers, snorts a couple of grams, bangs what whatever. Think, and poor PA, somebody, he's rotting. Somebody was doing, so I was doing a Boris Johnson impression. I was doing that because it's very Tony Blair. You know the the the, the oh, fist point. Well, it's it's a thumb, isn't it? Thumb and two fingers like that. You, you look. Oh, like that you're, yeah. When you because you can't point. That was what I was. I was going. No, you can't point. Yeah. And they went. Right, and then uh, there was another one of uh, when the MP um, was attacked by the uh, and killed by the right wing nutbag, and they and they clapped in the comments, and uh, my wife went, "Why is that a big thing?" I said, "You can't clap in the comments." What? You yeah, can't, I didn't know that. No, you can't clap. You get the odd clap, but you don't get clap. It's like a permission thing. They ah. will clap, but they don't clap. Like that's where they go. Way they won't. I see. A good speech. They don't go. They say here, here instead. Here, here. You can't clap. Yeah. Yeah, it's like bollocks like that. But you just need a cheat sheet or like a woman to say, like um, the Microsoft uh, paperclip. Bing! Yeah. They made that noise because they can't clap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Do you think he's on his way out, though? Do you think? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I think it feels like it might actually be happening now. Like in terms of, so I think his chief of staff and his strategy and like yeah she's gone hasn't she tonight she's walked out yeah um spin chief and policy chief tonight and their resignations they're not just like letters into the 22 oh that was it sorry yeah i didn't even know that director of communications jack doyle's gone and then uh pass excuse my pronunciation 
Monira Misa, who's been with him t- since 2009. And she was actually, the sad thing was, she was cl- she clearly put it in the Spectator resignation letter that when he did his bit to camera to the BBC this morning, he, he as far as she was concerned, he'd understood that he had to apologise. And the camera ended and she went, and she was like, I said to you, you have to apologise. And you didn't do it. Yeah. You just fucked around again. So she obviously then said to him, I, I can't deal with you yeah. anymore. I can't be part of you throwing the word paedophile around. It's insane. <laughs> I'm off. And then to, to copy in the spectator on the resignation and then go, fuck it. It was a pretty brutal way to leave. Yeah. <laughs> You're I mean... right, Clive. I'm not doing the night shift tonight. And I'm just going to email Lord on my resignation. I've sent it to local paper as well. It's an article called Fuck You, Clive. Have a read. It's like I mean I wasn't really aware of her and their close no, it's relationship. No, not supposed and, to be. I, no, yeah, I but um, I mean it does seem like if if this was the last straw for her, if she had explained to him clearly what he needed to do and he still dodged it, like it seems to me he's got this sort of sociopathic need to always be right and liked, uh, and it doesn't matter how many times people come out and say I can't believe he looked me right in the eyes and he promised that he wouldn't punch my daughter or like and then he goes ahead and you know does whatever it is that he's promised that he's not going to do uh and people are like oh believe he lied to me you know but i don't see why somebody in her position should be surprised that he's but it was weirdly you said something that was totally true dominic cummings biggest argument all the way through you know when he did the barnard castle thing yeah his he had an argument which people couldn't understand all the way through which was i'm not a person you don't need to know about me kind of thing you might know my name or see me crawl out of a burrow or something but you're not supposed to know me at all and he he was his cards were marked as soon as people knew who he was because you I, I assume you knew who Dominic Cummings was I knew who Dominic Cummings was uh it's like I meant to hate Dominic Cummings which I, I do to, to, due to his outlay mm. but I have a I cannot help but have a respect for somebody who has the gift of marketing so sewn up. Like, you know, when you're somebody at work, you're going to go, he's a fuck face, but he's a brilliant fuck face. Like, that is... Well, I think he's probably good and competent at what he sets his mind to. Uh, And I think he was very successful in the Brexit campaign. Mm. Uh, But I think with some individuals, their total lack of morality and oh, obsession exactly. with winning and self-centered yeah. I, I, nature really outweighs the rest absolutely. of it where it's like but you I can celebrate can their brilliance skill. like he had he noticed something in boris johnson which i think is fundamentally amazing boris johnson's communications guy dominic cummings said to boris johnson during his um general election campaign you cannot answer questions on the fly we know this happened and, and Boris went, uh, and he went, no, 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 no. Don't answer. Don't speak. Just say this company line. And if they ask you another question, don't answer. Keep walking. And that's how he ended up in a fridge because Boris Johnson realised he was pinned down. There was nowhere to go. He didn't have a line and just went, Dominic told me I'm not allowed to speak. <laughs> and then went in a fridge. Yeah. Which, I mean, if nothing else, at least you can say he, he followed an order. You know, but that's the leader of the country. 
we've got the leader of the country who goes, well, has he got anything like bad? Is he scared of spiders? No. Giraffes? No, 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 no. He can swim? Yeah. Any problems? I uh, can't answer questions if you say really quickly and he hasn't heard him first. What was that? Wait, what? Yeah. What? No, no, that's mental. Do you know what I liked uh, this evening was like, so Rishi Sunak um, was asked today about Boris Johnson's Savile comment. Um, and and they said, well, what do you make of it? Would you do you defend that comment or do you would you do you stand by it or do you have a problem? with it? And, and I think obviously what the journalists are trying to do is sort of drive a wedge there and get a bit of juicy Rishi versus Boris kind of gossip. And anyway, he his response to it, he said, uh, well, I wouldn't have said it. Uh, <laughs> and then my my favorite thing about it was like, that's OK, that's all right. But my favorite thing was then how The Sun reported it. So there's a political editor at The Sun, a guy called Harry Cole. Yeah. And uh, he quote tweeted this development and he said, uh, he goes, Sunak says, I wouldn't have said it. And then Harry Cole says, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I read it. I was like, I love the hyperbole. I'm a big fan. I'm a signed up member of Team Hyperbole when it comes to shit like this. Because it's just like, if you look at Harry Cole, who's quite chummy with Carrie Simmons mm -hmm. and with Boris Johnson, like they've been, you know, he's been invited into Downing Street left and right. And we know that one of the reasons that the Sun don't run the story about Partygate is because A, they themselves had their own Christmas party that was illegal at the time. And B, because they're so chummy with the whole Team Boris administration. But I love the fact that Harry Cole quote tweets this, refers to it as brutal, when we know that, you know, this is a, a prime minister who referred to black people as like Piccadilly uh, smiles yeah. and water yeah, watermelon yeah. smiles, sorry, yeah. and tank top bum boys and letterboxes. He did say pick, and he did call, uh, he did talk about Piccadillys as well, yeah. Yeah, and then and then more recently, like since having become a prime, um, uh, I think he was foreign secretary when he said this, that uh, that Turkey would be really great once they'd cleared up the bodies on the. Um, on the beaches or something along those lines so all of these comments are fine and not brutal yeah <laughs> but when the chancellor says well I, I don't know if i personally would have uttered those words oh brutal oh then he's <laughs> gonna have a bloody nose from that one john what do you think of uh, boris johnson after working with him for five years i hope he's okay but uh, i mean <laughs> i don't really like his socks you can't call him a cunt not live on telly <laughs> no well no 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 he said he's got Funny socks. Whoa, don't say it twice. Yeah. Oh, it struck <laughs> off me. Yeah. Um, I did say somebody in chat, uh, ex Tyrone976 said, Oh, yeah. Just wanted to ask us if we think that Boris Johnson is an honest man. Fucking no. I'm going to say no. I, I, like, <laughs> I, would, I would say I'd like to afford, I'd like to generously interpret his personality as sort of you know he is he being honest to himself where he thinks this is what's best for the country and i just have to do these things to get them over the line and then people will see what's best for them is like there's a level of honesty in that but i don't believe that that is the reality of his situation i think that he is obsessed with just being a leader for the sake of being a leader and being celebrated like his idol um he likes flags poppies statues symbolism no substance do you feel I like I I think he's totally dishonest, obviously, but yeah. do you I feel I don't know the leader of the country. You know, like May, we kind of you can imagine May on like a Sunday evening with the uh I don't know, she's got the telegraph crossword like half done on the side. She's yeah. watching uh Midsummer Murders. 
like and uh, her husband's fallen asleep in the chair next to her. That yeah, fine. What Boris is doing when the door shuts, not a clue. I've no idea. I don't know what's going through his head. Two grams of yak. <laughs> um, a exhausted PA, probably blonde, uh, sucking him off. Um, maybe Coonsberg in a disabled bog waiting for round two. I don't know. I think he's driven purely by the contents of his testicles and power and a okay. bit of booze. <laughs> and Carrie with Sharpie in the next catalogue going, that... That's how I want the front room to look. <laughs> I think, do you feel a bit sorry for I mean, I know she's no. not popular, but like having just moved into that flat and then, you know, got it the way that she wants it and she's the, the British equivalent of the first lady and they're just getting their feet under the table and now it's like, oh, no, no, you you have to fuck off. <laughs> it's a really... I don't know when he thinks. Like... <laughs> Everything he does to me is like a guy in a boat and uh, someone goes, and there's a hole in it and they go, uh, Boris, just let you know, there's a hole in the boat. Ah, is, it, is it sinking? Uh, no, uh, but it, it is, well, slightly, but we should get where we're going. Yeah. Bang! What did you just do? I, sh- I shot another hole in to let the water out. Why did you do that? Please don't bang! <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> But he would be so he would be completely convinced that he was right and you were wrong. Even even as the water was gushing up, filling his own mouth with salt water, he'd be like, oh, oh, oh. He'd just think he put it in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. towards the back of the boat. Oh but I'll go to the back. Bang. Here's bang. uh here's here's another question. Um do you think that these ministers and senior aides and stuff, do you think they're resigning because they genuinely think that the Savile line was a new low that they have no. to stand up against? No, I think they need another job and they can't be seen to be on the boat as it goes down, which is what the problem is with the front bench. Because now they're so um, sort of nailed down that they cannot reverse out of it now. It's not possible. No. Liz Truss cannot get back out of this. It's not possible. Patel can't get out of this. I th- Rishi, he has to turn in the next week. And he, they must be, his PA must be saying to him, you're going to have to say something because I'm going to be jobless. I don't give a shit about you, you little midget. I'm going to put you back on the pie shelf. Listen, you have to say that man's nuts. Or not only is there going to be a leadership contest, you're going to lose. And whoever wins is going to sack you on the first fucking day. Because whoever wins is going to clear the shit out of it. Liz! Uh, what cheesy come over here which <laughs> shell which desk's yours forget a box fuck off yeah you're right and, and like it's funny harry cole saying like oh you know this comment is brutal but that you've just outlined perfectly is the brutality that awaits this entire cabinet unless they move quickly and it's really interesting that even this morning you had dominic Raab on the news rounds oh he's defending mad. it he's no dodging it actually was that this morning or was that yesterday I, they all blur into the one but he's always on gmtv i think he's on the backdrop now they just mm. leave him permanently on the backdrop to sit there no one yeah. gives a shit he's got a no job like he he went in to get sacked, didn't he? And they gave him the ministerial version of a badge. So now he's the deputy leader. Does that mean that I'm in if he goes? Does it bollocks? Like, yeah. No. Who had it before me? Michael Gove. Oh fuck. Exactly. <laughs> he's no- people have gone. Do you think Michael Gove's going to run for leader? No. Why not? 
because he's really weird, but he's not completely batshit. Yeah, I wonder though. I mean, like, I don't like Michael Gove. I think he's a slithery, untrustworthy really prick. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also wonder if he's where he's hitched his coat to the to the Boris train, as it were. Um, I think his cynicism in in making that move could actually like work to his strengths because nobody believes that he actually believes his... all this shit. Like he could no, come out and I say, "Actually, I'm a... staying in cabinet." I could see him as being like fisheries minister or something. But like, if, if there was a new thing, because they never get the only time when everything's gone to shit. There's two people you will get out to put on GNTV: Michael Gove and Theresa Coffey. Because Theresa Coffey. She gets given a cheat sheet of five lines and she'll go, oh, can I say anything else apart from... No. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a choice between you, or we've already got a stuffed version of you with a pull cord that we can just yank it and then it goes, more vaccinations! Like that yeah. is literally shut the fuck up and do this. But I'm the business secretary. No one knows what that is. Shut the fuck up. I always get a really like joyless vibe from coffee. I feel oh, I like... She's just she she is Anne Whittacombe, but younger. Like she's I think she's a she's not I don't I think she's a virgin. She's Catholic, I'm pretty sure. She's she... the Suffolk Coastal. And she's a nut. She's anti abortion. She's anti she's anti homosexual marriage. She's an absolute she? battering ram of bullshit. There were two votes against. Do you know when they had the gay marriage go yeah. through? Yeah. Like they, they kind of went. This is a walk in the park. We're all going to fuck off through the yes door. I mean, who the hell wouldn't do that? This is nuts, but we've got to do it because it's parliamentary. Threes, threes, not that door. For fuck's sake. <laughs> like... Yeah, but I mean, I'm not. win through that door. All her constituents, even in the back part of nowhere in Suffolk, are going, yeah, gays are fine. <laughs> Shut the fuck is up. Is she a virgin? No, I don't know. Maybe she looks like one. I might Google it. Should we quickly Google it? Let's have a look. Is Three's Coffee a virgin? Well, that's going to be a good one. I mean, it would explain. I like. I don't want to be. I don't want to be too crude, but it would explain why she comes off as quite joyless. It's like can somebody just. So again... <laughs> I have to say something. It's so even cruder than I was worried yeah, about. So... Can somebody just throw one up her? I mean, yeah, like, yeah, I said it. <laughs> Teresa Coffey. Had chimney. He was doing a chimney once, and he went. He went. You know, I can't do Suffolk accent. Try. He went. You knew the uh, uh, Teresa Coffey. I mean, yeah, yeah. And he went. She lost a lot of weight last year, and I thought, you know, at least she's kind of got out of it finally. And I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went, nah, cancer. She's as fat as ever now. <laughs> and I laughed, and I tried not to laugh. Then he went, looking at her, you'd think lesbian, but nope, she ate them. <laughs> And carried on through the chimney. And I was like, oh, my God. But then is it like one of these things where, you know, like you you read these news stories about sort of southern state American, like, Baptist preacher, and he's like anti-gay, hates gays, he thinks they, they should all burn in hell. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, it yeah, turns yeah, exactly. out he's like been banging rent cool. boys. Because why would you bring it up? It's that always that thing. That's, that's, that is my first thing. As soon as somebody is really homophobic, I'm like... Especially, if they're, I mean, if they're a man, I'm just, he wants a dick. Yeah. What? He just wants cock. It's just nobody, I don't care. Like, it, it doesn't come up. Like, if somebody goes, like, they, they wouldn't go, where's John stand on uh, Home 69? Well, he doesn't bring it up every 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's really odd. I don't care. Especially in later life. Like, I sort of, I, I kind of 
understand it when you're in like adolescence that there's a lot of like bravado and a lot of pushing yeah yeah and, and it's like kids. young men are incredibly nervous about what would happen like if their friends thought that they were gay or like so i i understand that to some extent but i think when you're like you know it's a little bit later on you've grown up you've matured hopefully your frontal lobe is fully developed at this point to then still be like oh just fucking hate gays like it's like yeah, well what really why i thought we were talking about the weather yeah but... exactly if that just came up you'd be like well that was so weird yeah i remember i said that to a friend of mine once he said uh he just brought it up out of nowhere went what would you do if one of athens came out i went i don't care why are we talking about this and he went no i was just thinking i was thinking could i be friends with them and i went why and he went i just don't know what their angle is and i said don't worry about it yeah. You, have, you have really struggled meeting women. Yeah. The odds of them fancying you is zero. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Not, this... you know, not having a go, but your, your odds of one in one. Yeah. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's mad. It's quite funny, isn't it? Because there's a, what you're tapping into there is that there's a sort of, there's a very, there's an unspoken layer of, of like, ego or like arrogance to that that's such it's, an odd thing to say it's like oh i don't know what i'd do if uh andy told me that he was gay well why if andy why came up care? to me in the toilet reached around grabbed my grabbed my dick and started pulling my i'd be like whoa where the fuck did where did that come from you lunatic <laughs> yeah <laughs> i dreamt about it oh okay fucking hell yeah but it's like, oh, if he, well, what if he tried anything on with me? It's just like, but why do you think you're suddenly so irresistible? <laughs> like, everyone. This has never happened before. Yeah. Um, I remember we went in a Brighton day, we went there in a bar with my friend Adam, who was like frighteningly uh, homophobic. But he walked in, and it's just a bar. We were standing there having a drink. And then I went, I, he, I, he had a hot chocolate and I had beer. Didn't. No, it didn't click my it was it was it was a gay bar and it was and then it suddenly dawned on me that it was a gay bar and it's like ah and he went what's up and i went it's a gay bar and he went what and i went yeah this is definitely a gay bar and he went how can you tell i went because everyone's gay um and he went right and i was funny though because you have got a cup with hot chocolate in which is a glass with like fleur de lis metalwork round it with a cup, and he went, "Yeah." But I said, "But that bloke over there has got a coffee. He just got a mug." Do you think the barman was like? And he was like, "Well, you can fuck off." I was just joking. <laughs> yeah. Like the barman went, "He's having hot chocolate," and I want to tell him. Have <laughs> surreptitiously you... that I want to knob him? I'll give him the fancy cup. Yeah, but there's a there's a whole then sort of. Know barman's like mug language well I'll give this guy this mug and this guy yeah um, I just love that there's so much thought in it but the guy was like nearest cup to the machine <laughs> have you have you ever been to um I went to the candy bar I've only been to like a couple of gay bars in my life I used to work in one like a few times I worked in the gay bar oh really yeah I used to work by the bar my mate ran it and I've got a license and he went so if he was short a barman he'd get me in yeah. But I'd work there, yeah, yeah. Did you get hit on quite a lot? Uh, a little bit. And um, it always got people more bothered. It was so weird. My wife never gave a shit. Um, the manager, so go, people would come up and go, can I have this, this and that, this, and then get yourself a drink. Yeah. And I just, go, put, I just, you know, you just put it under the till and you get it later. I remember the manager went, that bloke fences you. And I went, okay. 
And he went, do you not mind? I'm, 30, I'm 33. And he went, yeah. And I went, married. And he went, yeah. And I went, talking hamster comes in and says, wants to fuck me. I'm taking it. And I put it down. I don't care. Like, it's just a compliment. It was just someone just being nice. And I thought, yeah, it's no different, really, is it, in terms of, like, the, the transaction of having been bought a drink than, yeah. the, yeah. you know, a guy buying a, a young barmaid a drink. Yeah, it was zero threatening with it. Yeah. Nothing, just... Oh, get yourself one, or like, oh, you, you look nice tonight, or whatever. Thanks. I yeah. didn't go, but oh, he's bought me a Foster's to fuck him in the toilet, really. It'd be rude not to. It's yeah. such an odd thing to care about. But it was weird that the manager had the hat, was the one who did it. He did it twice or three times, like, came over. Yeah. Oh, that guy fancies you, but it, that's okay. In life, that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. I didn't fancy him. He I, gets that. That's all right. When, when I went to, I, so I went to the candy bar. Uh, which is a, I think, predominantly lesbian bar uh, in central London. Um, and I went there to meet a girl that I was sort of half kind of on off seeing who was bisexual. And uh, and she was like, uh, meet me in the candy bar. And I was like, never been there. Like, what what's that? And she was like, um, it's a, you know, it's a lesbian bar, but uh, uh, is that OK? And I think she expected me to be freaked out. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like, so I, I went in there. And then later on, I was telling my mate about it. I was like, yeah, I went to the candy bar. It's like this very lesbian bar in London. And he was like, what, what was it like? And I said, like, I, the only way, the only way I can describe it is like, I've never felt so manly, but also right. kind of so threatened. Like similar, there's a real overlap to it where like, as soon as I walked in, I could tell I wasn't really welcome. But yeah, also it's a... like somebody. I remember somebody recently said, uh, "Straight girls going gay bars is a pain in the ass." Sorry, I don't even know because I'm not using the right term. It, this was a accepting, acceptable, whatever it's called, like acceptance bar club, nightclub, right? The boy where I used to work sometimes. But um, <clears throat> uh, anyways, I, I heard uh, there was a thing on TikTok of some gay guys who made videos and said. You know, it's actually, don't do that. You know, like straight women, don't go in there. I know you kind of, because that's our bit. Like, we haven't got fuck all else, and that's our bit. And as a, well, as an ex-barman, like, I, I, I totally get that. Mm. I totally get the thing, because all it does is drag bellends in who go, do you know where there is girls? The gay bar. And it's yeah. like, nah, 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 nah. Like, that is... And that, it really, the atmosphere just flips on its head immediately. As soon as somebody there's like... Girls just dancing, having a laugh, whatever. And then suddenly fucking Tim is like, all right, ladies, I know what you're thinking, but I'm not gay. Fuck off, Tim. Yeah. I you get it, it, but I also understand, like, the women's angle to it. Because... I, I totally, yeah, but why? But then we get into why can't a fucking nightclub be safe? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Mental. We've got a new beer mat where you can test your drink. Why the fuck are we in this fucking reality? <laughs> I don't like it. Stop. Yeah, it's weird. But do you know what? It's... Like, so few men really understand the gravity of the danger and the risk that's yeah. involved in just, like, women going to meet each other for a drink that's in a so regular pub. Men. And it's really fucking sad. But it's like... But I'm... I'm Like, I always sort of hold my hands up and say, like, I never fucking understood or appreciated what it was like until no, no, no. my now girlfriend, uh, when we were first going out for a couple of dates... Um, I think it must have been the third or fourth date and I'd arranged to meet her somewhere and she always phoned me before walking into the pub or the bar to say like, where are you? Are you in there? And I, I interpreted it 
as like in my in my pathetic insecure fashion i interpreted it as like she wants to check that i'm in there waiting for her like some sort of obedient fucking <laughs> lapdog so i was like what is like what's your deal why why do you always want to check that i'm sat in here waiting for you and then she explained it to me she was like no like when women go into a bar by themselves they are immediately a target and um i was like whoa okay and we had a whole conversation about it and i was like wow never like so, i know it sounds incredibly ignorant, okay. but it never really occurred to me in that <laughs> there's way. certain things that just don't come up until they come up as well like yeah. um so there's a it's a bit dark but there's a treadmill behind us here which i bought and uh, that helps contribute to my back being messed up because it weighs a ton um but the kind of reason that exists is because my wife kind of there's a running season and a no running season because it's dark mm. so she can't go yeah so she's like you're like nothing will happen but that's fine for me to say what's going to happen she goes well i'm not going to test it which seems reasonable yeah Oh, but there's little bits and little, like little things. This is what I was going to make a video about this the other day. And it was just that, like a, I'm kind of kidding, but I was kind of like, no, I'm not. Dick men fuck up everything for everybody. Not only women, which is terrible. They fuck it up for people who aren't dicks. And I'm not saying I'm not a dick. I'm saying relative <laughs> to that shit, I'm not a dick. Yeah. Like, and I think you are, you are the fuckers. Who if somebody, if I talk to somebody, I have to make it clear, a stranger who's female, I have to make it clear in the initial conversation that I'm not going to rape them. Like, basically, with linguistically speaking. Oh, hi. Yeah, my wife, my wife is there. Like, yeah. I'm 40. I've got a bad back. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, immediately. And, like, yeah. And all these fucking assholes fuck up everything. That's interactions in a shop. That's in a bar. That's meeting your, your your wife's friend or something. Hi, I'm John. I'm not a rapist. This is like <laughs> yeah. every fuck it on the bus. Like, like yeah. But then I suppose, I mean, all of those issues are very serious, but it it is also the case for a lot they of stuff. They pale in comparison. Yeah. Like, I don't want to have to lock my car every night. Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, I have to because fucking bellends out there will try and steal it, right? Or... or um or or other examples that i can't think of <laughs> right but, now but, but i agree i agree that but the, where that comparison fails is that everyone's against that apart from people who break into cars yeah but the, the issue is that some ass wipes who are pathetic pieces of shit say uh well that's how some people say hello they smack women on the ass and say nice tits and you've got a problem with that do you yeah. do that no i would never do that but you don't mind other men doing it or oh, if that's their thing. Are you fucking mental? But then his... but everyone's against breaking into cars, apart from fucking people who break into cars. No one's ever gone, ah, it's Jeff's thing. He loves smashing cars and stealing his stereos. He did mine last week. Yeah. It's fine. Or like Jeff sort of like joking, joking a lot about smashing cars in. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And everyone's like, oh he's, he's a, oh, he's quite a character, Jeff, isn't he? He's always joking about that stuff. And then he goes out and fucking joyrides like an ambulance. <laughs> Somebody doesn't get their ambulance on time. Yeah, Three people fucking think... die. People's like, all... I can't believe Jeff did that. If we all signed up to the we all hate these pricks thing, I just don't see a bad thing about it. You know, someone goes, because I've been in that situation, because I'm not that, I'm not whatever that type of bloke is. And I've been walking around. Um, I, I remember walking around with a mate of mine a couple of years ago at an event, and he went, tits on that. And I was like, 
oh fucking hell and I just kept like just kept walking I was not like and he was going look at the arse look at that she's got it right up there and I'm like fucking hell man I'm yeah. really old as shit I have no interest <laughs> in any of this stuff shut up it's like you might as well throw a copy of Loaded at me I just can't, I don't care please yeah. stop it's all a bit it gets a bit readers wives I think when you get yeah but that's not a new age male that's just like fucking shut up yeah I don't know. Do you think those people, like those types of man, do you think they grow out of it ever? No. Do you think they're just slow developed? Like, so when they're 50, they finally snap out of the cocoon. and then like, I think oh, they fuck. would, but I think they would if other people, because you ever, you must have done this. I have. I remember somebody, I don't know anything about football. So when I fuck this up, don't have a go at me. I'm trying to think of, I'm going to try and be clever with this. Right <clears throat> so I'm going to say, uh, Pele, John Barnes. Remember, I don't ever watch football. Mm. And oh, me either. Fuck it, just you can um, name anyone. Uh, I'm trying. I nearly had one then. I nearly had somebody. Fuck one. Uh, right, John Barnes. Uh, John Barnes. I'm going to mess with John Barnes, Limford Christie, and uh, fuck it, because I just don't know enough footballers. <laughs> John Barnes, Limford Christie, and Pele walk into a bar. So my mate came up and he went, John Barnes, Limford Christie, Pele walked into a bar. Right? Go up to the bar and they went to the barman. Uh, um, uh, John Barnes went, Can I have a pint of Guinness? And I went, Is this racist? And he went, What? And I went, Is whatever the fuck this is going to be racist? What? And I went, Because I don't know anything about what you're talking about. The three people you just named are black, so I assume the punchline is going to be really lazy and racist. Is it racist? Yep. <laughs> just don't, just don't finish it then. Fuck off. And they really went. Yeah. But I just think that is the approach to everything. If you just do that, you yeah. Know, if we just all went, no, fuck off. I feel I like cool. you're you're a braver man than I am, and I think I probably fit into the bracket of men who actually we should stand up a bit more and be a bit braver about this sort of stuff because here's here's what would happen with me right a friend of mine if i i don't know if i went back to my hometown or i'm on a chat group or something if somebody shared a joke that was racist i would not instinctively call them out on it i would just eye roll and then right. ignore it and then move on. But it's I'll tell you why it is. There's, there's a couple of reasons I'd be like that. The this is why thing, I'm not in chat threads, isn't it? Yeah. Don't put your... Um the first thing is like I I've I don't think that me squaring up to them or like appraising them of of something would achieve anything more than actually me being ridiculed and mocked for being a bit social justicey. So right. I'm really creating more problems for myself by doing that. Uh, I don't think I'd change their mind in in any way. Um, and secondly, I think I think I would it, it would actually be worse than that. It, it would if I said, "Come on, mate, that's a bit that's a bit out of order." I think I would then be it would be it would be full on like ostracizey. Like I would be segregated, and I, there would be a very real risk that there would be a like a dent to that friendship and when you think about how long you've known some people and the fact that they're never, oh, never change, i know you don't but this is why i credit you with being a bit braver and a bit more uh... yeah one of my friends quoted the um english defense league and i i known him 25 years and just unfriended him on facebook just went click didn't reply didn't say anything to him just went click yeah and then he sent me a message a couple of those later 
Because you're unfriendly on Facebook. Yeah, I'm not friends with racist. Yeah. What? We've known each other 25 years. Don't care. Don't, don't, I don't care. Well, what if yeah. I delete it? You did it. It doesn't make any difference. I said, knock yourself out, mate. You go mad. It was Spencer League, you little heart out. I'm not bothered. I just, I'm not, I can't be near because it just does my fucking head in. And um, I will say this, like, I don't know anyone that, like, follows or shares EDL shit. No, 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 but... no, no. And that's kind of an extreme thing. I, I, am, a, I am a tosser for things. I just don't care. I, I, um, yeah, I just, I like to be the consequences. Yeah. People say there will be consequences for your actions. I am happy to be the consequences for those actions. I will be your direct and instant. Um, I remember somebody said after the, nobody misquote me because I'm quoting somebody else, after the Manchester bombings, a, an owner of a business said that uh, it's illegal to own pit bulls. And when that law came out, they rounded up all the pit bulls and destroyed them. Um, maybe we should do the same with Muslims. And I screenshot that. Mm. And pounded his business into the ground with it. Every time anybody mentioned him in the forums I'm in or asked me to help with an event, I would check through the names, who else is doing it. And I go, yeah, he's a massive racist. This is what he posted. Yeah. <laughs> Just did that over and over again. I, I don't the nearest, any guilt. Nearest I've done to that sort of stuff is um, uh, there was uh, the the most recent uh, like ferry crossing not ferry crossing, sorry, channel crossing, uh, like dead refugees story. That what was that about two months ago, three months ago, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and I don't, I don't know why I did this. I just thought maybe I feel too happy today. Maybe I've got too much faith in humanity. Maybe I'll just go looking through Facebook and see what people are saying about this. <laughs> like as in, not even on my like news feed. I went. Yeah, yeah. I proper... think you spoke to me about it at the time. Oh, did I? I think you went on to like the Sun or whatever. Who else had like put up yeah. the tragedy, and then you went through the comments. Yeah. And and I just looked at like the reaction emojis, and it was I looked for who had done like <laughs> laughter emojis, and uh, and there were. A, it was a, there was a plentiful supply of them, and I clicked oh, on so one of them. Just ra- a random one. I clicked on it, and he he was a mechanic in Portsmouth somewhere. And I thought, like, do I do this? Am I sort of up here on my moral high horse? Am I sort of, you know, I mean, I know he's a piece of shit for laughing at people dying in the channel, uh, and I'm sure that all of his like, you know, cousins or friends and his employer would love to know that he was, you know, there should be some repercussions. But I just could not do it. I couldn't bring myself to sort of... Yeah, it's kind of... I knew that I knew of this person. They were in the same circles that I'm in in life. And they and, yeah. and it's advantageous to them to not be a prick, like, online. And, and so... And it wasn't, a, you know, because if that person, if you had done that, they could say, oh, I was doing it, you know... The emojis go funny sometimes. I, I meant to press sad face and they're out. But he typed out a paragraph on what yeah. to do with Muslims that started with send them back home. I mean, the Manchester bomber was from Manchester. <laughs> yeah. Use a cab. Yeah. He didn't live that far away. Right? <laughs> We're sending you the fuck home. Yeah. Uh, okay. Is that India? No. It's down there. Turn left, turn right. Second left. <laughs> it's a terrace. What are you talking about, you mental twat? Yeah, I, yeah I will do that. I'll hound someone for that. But, but that's not. good. I think you should be applauded for for taking that sort of action. It's just that I feel like the un, the unfortunate irony for for people like me is that I I don't want to do something to make someone else's life harder. 
That's what, I think, I like, think, I'm I trying to be that. nice, but meanwhile, the person whose life I'm trying to not make harder is so shitty that they're mm. laughing at people dying in the channel. So it's like, why I am I? Yeah, why no, do I care? I, I've said that. I've never said this on this show, but I've said this previously. But there's a if my wife's around, I curtail my shenanigans, but she knows it's it's loading up. Like, yeah. I can't stop it loading. I'm not going to say it, but I can't stop it loading. And every so often there'll be a trigger point and my wife will give me a sideways look, which is take the handbrake off yeah. and just murder them. <laughs> and then I go, okie doke. <laughs> Green light. And then end somebody. And then and, and I look at her at the end like a, like a, like a dog, like, did I do the good thing? She's like, <laughs> Feeds you a treat. Yep, they're never speaking to us again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice. It's nice that she knows that it's there. It's bubbling underneath. and Oh, yeah. It's always when somebody goes... Because the other thing is, I don't know if you get this, but um, I quite often, in certain circles in life, really strangely, people will go, well, John's, re John's really quiet. <laughs> because I just well can't be bothered with whatever the shit is. Oh, I like, thought you were going to say, like, because it's bubbling under... You're just like, oh, I just no, really no, want to no. call you a cunt. Just wanna... Because oh. you could do... But you can do five topic changes, uh, having drinks, so to speak. Yeah. And I, none of them make any sense to me, right? Because I don't know what that is. So, like, if you went from The Only Way is Essex to um, Celebrity Love Island to... To football. Football, and then to I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. I haven't got anything to say. Because yeah. I've never seen any of them, and I don't know what. There's no context. It doesn't make like. And there's you don't need me to chirp in with every every time the subject changes and go, shit. <laughs> like it just doesn't help. Yeah, but do you also find like when you talk to people like that about that sort of topic that you you like I'll try to throw in a couple of like little things. I'll be like, oh, is that like uh, you know such a, like I'll try and like and drag find, the conversation I, I out. I find but... myself annoying in that. So if somebody kind of goes like, because there's so much background. So somebody says, Charlotte's a bit of a bitch, you know, and she's always, you know, on the show. Mm. It's always like, da 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 uh, And I go, oh, is it because blah, blah, blah. Well, I could just do that for an hour every time they come up with a different name. I don't know. There's no context. I don't understand what they're on about. So there's no point. The same with football. Somebody starts talking about football and they'll go, he shouldn't have done that because if he did, you remember what he did against Ipswich? And then he, well, at Leeds, when I was like, I was like, cross it. And then he just, he just didn't. He just went forward and they'd done that funny pass. I don't, I don't know anything. Yeah. I feel like when, when I talk to friends about football, and on, the, on the very rare occasion that I might be in the pub with mates watching a football game, uh, then I'll try to, like, I'll ask a couple of questions, but then it, we get into this weird situation where they know I'm not really into football <laughs> and I'm asking them questions to just sort of, you know, be polite and be yeah. uh, have some sort of transactional conversation going on. Because I'm a talker. I just like to chat. <laughs> uh, and, but they I know that I'm not really into it. So. I did it to my wife and every so often she'll be like, just shut the fuck up. It's like, yeah. we normally spend Christmas at my in-law's house and it's just programme I haven't seen, Christmas special, after programme I haven't seen, Christmas special. So I don't know what's happening. Like, yeah. it'll be like, like, I get the gist of Strictly Come Dancing. I don't get why anyone would watch it. But then it's like, Emmerdale, don't know. Doctor Who, who gives a shit. Um, fucking EastEnders, don't care. Coronation Street, couldn't give a fuck. And all these things are not only shit and I don't understand them, they're extended episodes of shit I don't understand. So they're like, hey, how long is this? And they're like, oh, special. They're normally only half an hour, but this one's an hour and a half. Is it? Good. <laughs> Great. You should look at it oh. like 
it's it's sort of free it keeps them entertained you know why you can yeah, go but off if in I the fiddle kitchen with my and... phone i'm rude you know it's like fuck i don't know what to do i would just go off in the kitchen and then like whoever doesn't want to be watching eastenders come into the kitchen and have a coffee and a bit of a chinwag that's yeah. my vibe I kind of Stuart in chat said I'm like Moss and the IT grab when it comes to football. I do get that those lines. Yeah, that's the trouble with Arsenal. They always try and walk it in, like because you just it, but you could just be doing that for hours on end. I, I really like people. I just have fuck all interest in. I, I that sounds really bad because if it was if it was not inane, I can't draw, but I'll listen to somebody talk about their drawings mm. for ages. I can't play a musical instrument, but if somebody can. Then I've had a few mates go, oh, you don't want to hear that. No, I really do. I really like watching people do something they're good at. I'm really interested in that. Like, uh, And they're like, right, are you interested in doing it? Not in the tiniest bit, but I yeah. like watching people who can do what they do. Um, yeah. I find that really engaging. Fuck watching it. Well, but it's not a life skill to give a shit about EastEnders. Look at this. Fuck off. No, yeah. It's misery. I, I, I'm kind of similar. Like, I like to ask people questions about what they do and, like, you know, if it's a... If, like, let's say I get introduced to, like, even an accountant or someone that works in insurance or yeah, yeah. something something that I'm not actually particularly fascinated in. But I'll find something to talk to them about, like, for yeah, 20 minutes while we have a beer yeah. together. Yeah, um, I'll be but... like, oh, is that that? Or wow, does that work? Or what? Yeah, I'm not bothered. My friend's um, friend is a conveyancing solicitor. And, they, and she was like, oh, I don't hear about that. So I do. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. That's There's always funny. a couple of questions that you can throw out as well. Like, have you ever have you ever gone around to see a property and then there's been something dodgy going? Like, what's yeah. the weirdest property you've ever gone and seen? She was the other thing was she was like 30 and she'd been made a partner. Oh, nice. And I was like, fucking a cash money. Yeah, I I think there's massive respect in that. Oh, there's a couple of things I couldn't give a fuck about which don't count. Whether somebody goes, oh, are they juggling balls? Don't do it. Yeah. Well, no, no, I was just like, I learned a couple, don't do it. No one cares. <laughs> no one will ever care about that. Don't do it. It's not a skill. Don't write it on your CV. It's the most annoying shit in the world. There are a certain amount of things that anyone could do had they the time to try. That is one of them. Unicycling, that's on there. Yeah. Spinning plates, that's on there. Fire blowing, gives a shit. It's literally, it cannot hurt you. It's paraffin. We get, it's not that good. Angle grinder on your underpants. Look at this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nothing happens. It's like it's like one of those things. Like so, the the American comedian David Cross talks about like how magic is just fucking shit. And he's like, you know, every magician is the same. Like they like like they, they they pull out a thing and then they do a little thing and then and then they go no, like, is this your card? And then and he's like sat there going, yeah, can I can I go now? <laughs> I but I like but I like the technical like, bit of trick. I like. But it's like, you know, a magic trick with a card and uh, fucking unicycle and juggling. I get it. Like, I understand where you're coming from. It's a bit like, all right, that's, that was fun for about three seconds. And now I just want to walk out of Covent Garden yeah, and go somewhere it's, else. It's yeah. so, so fucking boring. But then we could moan. See, where it comes to magic, I think anyone could tell a joke. But there's a skill in telling it right. Yeah. And I think that's my thing with magic that beats unicycles and fucking juggling. Like you could, I could get, I couldn't teach. <clears throat> I've been with people and seen that, seen somebody try to teach them how to tell a joke. And then after three days gone, do it. And they gone, that was shit. Like, yeah. you just still murdered it. Like there's nothing. I've listened to, to, listen to podcasts before where they talk about like, do you think anyone 
anyone could do comedy and these are sort of you know professional hbo level comedians and and they're like like half of them are like yeah like anyone could do this if they just set out and then the other half of them are like no they can't like it's such a a unique blend of having to be really tenacious at Mm. the same time as not having enough self-worth to just give up when like all the times when you get booed off stage and shit doesn't go well and uh, and then having the comedic ability and the writing and because we do a thing between us in private where um, we've got a, like there's a comeback that's never going to get any fucking audience, yeah. right? But it's good. You've done it. You've burnt somebody, and then but no one ever sees it. It's buried in the comments on TikTok, and I'm like screenshot, send it to Aid. Yeah. <laughs> and then and you're like and your mother <laughs> screenshot, send it to John, and I'm like and I really appreciate yeah. that because I'm like that's funny shit. Like I know the video is funny, but that that's really good that's what i do it for really is to your mum comments yeah i mean we've talked about this before i think but basically if if somebody comes into the tiktok comment section or indeed the youtube or or twitter but mostly tiktok um uh and and walks in there with fucking bashing symbols uh (laughs) celebrating their own stupidity and base level humor then i feel uh that i have the right to meet them on the same base level with just a bog standard your mum joke and if i can make it kind of witty in some way like that's yeah, yeah, great yeah. but if it's just literally taking what they've said and then wrapping a your mum thing around it i'm cool with that too but i like the other one that we've spoken about before is um i remember like prior to doing anything on the stage someone said to me harry really nice guy comedian he said <clears throat> he said right before you step up there and get older than mike right the audience can see you and they can hear you. So accept anything anyone would say about the way you speak, how you look, and own it straight off the bat. bat. But he was quite a big guy, and he mm. was like, I am doing a fat joke the second I pick up the mic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Harry. As you can see, I fucking love cake, right? Because <laughs> otherwise, they're going to go, he doesn't know he's fat. Yeah, oh, yeah. We better tell him. We better tell him he's fat. So you kind of accept stuff, but you go uh, more. So I've said this to you before. Like the in, the first thing that anybody thinks I've never heard before is always, you've got a big forehead. <laughs> Fuck me. I know. It's absolutely huge. <laughs> like, I'm aware. We've got mirrors in the house. It's not like, a, what? Yeah. Bring up my wife. I've got a big forehead. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, like you do, you do, I'm a big fan or big believer in the fact that certainly in stand-up, you have to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if that elephant in the room happens to be something about you and the way that you look, which if you're just starting out a lot of the time, it will be. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it could also be something like, you know, the the barmaid slams the till drawer shut a little bit too hard. Then you've got to acknowledge that. Otherwise, I think, I think well, I was saying, somebody said to me, what's the best joke? ever told right mm. what is your favorite joke i said it's so simple but it must be perfectly timed or i don't want it and they went what this is a waiter waitress barmaid barman dropping an entire tray of something and all you hear is sack the juggler that is a funny fucking joke <laughs> but the timing must be precise two seconds out it's not funny yeah Right. If you hear crash, sack the juggler, I'm in. Like I'm in immediately. I want to kind of go, I won't, I'm not going to laugh in somebody's face, but I really want to go up to them and go, that was the perfect speed. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. Like... yeah. 
I mean, we've been talking a bit recently about whether we think that, uh, like, TikTok comedians could make the transition into stand-up, haven't we? Mm. And uh, and I have sort of mixed feelings about it because I I accept that comedy is is moving along and it's no longer just this kind of purist understanding of uh, of you know comedy equals man on stage with Mike you know yeah it's it, it has to adapt and it, it's moving more aggressively into like when YouTube I, and TikTok because when, when we were speaking about this I was we the, the, just to get the question perfect the question what would you know but I'm just mm. giving context to everybody else. It was, does that transfer if you directly transfer it? And it seems to be, like, not in most cases, but there is the odd one where I think they did it the other way around. Like, the ones that I've seen the transfer work brilliantly is because they did stage, mm. they moved, yeah, um, and did the... Did the cam, and then and, and were like transitioning to the two, and they're not. And the other thing is, yeah, is being in character. Is uh, we spoke about this the other day. It's really, really important. <laughs> Even me on this show, this is weird. We're going to break <laughs> the fourth wall. Going to get very meta here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really being me. In in, in the context of me, like who you, know, you are I, every day. Yeah, I every get day, you. Yeah. all the time, constantly, because that would be incredibly draining. And so. So what, the way I am on camera is not really real. Even if I've sat down in the garden with a beer and I'm doing a down-the-barrel, blah-blah, Sunday thing, it's contrived. Yeah. I did it on purpose. Yeah. I'm sat there. I knew exactly what I was going to do. You might be watching the fifth take because I might have actually fucked up five times. You might actually. So what you've set, seen as this is a natural shot and he's just saying how he feels, I might have thought of a funnier line and stopped. And done it again. Yeah, which 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 can happen. Um, yeah, you're that, right. So, but I think you need to hold a sense of self away so that you're mentally well. I think. Personally. Yeah, I I agree. I think. Well, like, well, interestingly, when when I've spoken to Lucy about sort of uh, like online comedy and you know stand up and like her take on my stand up, she's like she said this to me like just uh, i can't even like replicate the tone it was so like brick through the window lack of subtlety it, right. like, she was like i think if i didn't know you and i just saw you on stage doing stand-up i'd probably think you're a bit of a dick <laughs> i was like Fuck yeah, it I've had, oh wow i've had similar to that i've told you the story i proposed to my girlfriend who's now my wife this is not like yesterday on stage um, or no, no, no. All oh, right. No. Thank fuck I, for I, that. I kind of won't go into it, but it was kind of very over and yeah, romantic, etc., etc. And about a week later, we were actually we went out for just some drinks with some friends who wanted to celebrate the engagement. It wasn't an engagement party; we were just having a drink. <clears throat> and my friend Liam on the other side of the table said to my wife, "Must have been a real shock that." And my wife went, "Um, not really." Stephen, nah. He's like, oh, fucking this, fuck that, cunt, shit off, you know, fucking, da, 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 da. Yeah. oh, don't listen to that shit, you're a bell end, blah. And she and said, he was there, like, what? And she, he said, just it must have been so weird that that guy there pulled it all together, put all this thought in, put all this stuff in, made sure that this moment was that. But it must have been even weirder for you, because I mean, what's he like? And my wife, Looked him dead in the eye. Didn't bother looking at me. I was like there, and she went, 
he's not actually a dick. <laughs> and he went, what? And she went, he's just doing that. That's just what he does all the time. Yeah. He isn't actually that. You couldn't be that. You would explode if you were that. Like, so I could be, blah, blah, fucking, yeah, and then just go, let's cup of tea. Yeah, I'll get you a cup of tea. Here we go. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, interesting, isn't it? Normal. It's like people are a version of themselves when they're with certain friends or when they're at work or when they're on stage or when they're on TikTok. And mm. it sounds like your mate sort of had, had grown accustomed to you being a bit of a, like... That's such a... But such an odd thing yeah. to think that was real. Like, because I've never... I, like, I'd never said it... I'd never kind of inferred it was. Like, like and it was clearly a thought, like a line. He, this is the same friend of mine, did the worst introduction. We've spoken about this before. He was the guy who did this, that we spoke about a different thing. Uh, he introduced me to a friend of his who was starting out and trying to do a bit of stage work and stuff. And he went, got to introduce you to my mate, John. Uh, John, uh, this is Tom. He's uh, learning to do uh, like stage work, a bit kind of some of the similar things to like, like you do and stuff. And I went, okay, cool. And he went, Tom, this is John. He's the funniest man I've ever met in my life. <laughs> You're nuts. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> Where do you go from there? Yeah. <laughs> like I was gonna... Why do you build me up like that? That's like... Oh, so bad. And That's... I looked at him like, you're such a dick. That's the, the comedy equivalent of... Like, when, when I was... Uh, when I was about... I guess I was 17. Um, I got a job in a bowling alley. And uh, uh, a couple of my friends already worked there. And that they were sort of, you know, life of the party types. And uh, one of them was going out with one of the girls there. And so they like when when he said, oh, yeah, my mate aid is going to come and work here. It, it was sort of this little reputational thing. They were like, oh, when is this aid guy going to like start? And and then when I did finally start, then this girl who worked in the sales office looked at me and then it like the word came back to me afterwards that apparently she like, looked at me and gone like, ah, oh, I thought he'd be fitter. <laughs> it's, like, it's like who the fuck built me up who said like oh yeah this aid guy is gonna turn up oh yeah once aid gets here then it's like somebody built me up and then she's like oh i thought oh, i thought really... it'd be hotter you know i'm like oh and do you know what i still remember that yeah that's that's it's one cut of those. deep I remember when I, when I did this joke, and it's totally true, but I think it kind of works as a stand-up joke, but it's is a piece of reality not messed with at all. Mm. Uh, I was on holiday in Tunisia with my then-girlfriend, who isn't my wife. That was a different girlfriend, um, and some friends. And I yeah. was a bit chunky. Right. Chunkier than I am at the moment. A little bit of extra padding around the lungs. Well, I was all right with it. I was like, yeah, looking all right. I, I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm still fine. Good to go. Like Nobody had mentioned it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And we were messing around by the pool and there was a little girl in there with a mum. The girl was about four or five, something like that. And she was like jumping in, like throwing balls around, stuff like that. That's all. They were there about 20 minutes overlap between us and them. <clears throat> and then she went, the mum said, um, Felicity, come on, we're going to go. We're going to go and then we're going to get ready and then we're going to have dinner. And she went, okay, mum. I'm going to call her stuff. And she went, Felicity, where's your ball? And she went, I don't know. And she went, come on, Felicity, you have to get your ball because we took a long, long time to find your ball. Where did you last see your ball? And she went, it was by that fat man. <sighs> and like went like that. And I, like in, for a second, went, what fat man? <laughs> ah! 
this Batman. Yeah. And I remember in the evening, it was like, do you want more ice cream? <laughs> no, I'm good. Yeah. Ah, I'm going to lay off the ice cream. That must be, good. yeah, like a sort of, like, not watershed moment, or but, like, it must have cut fucking deep. I'd be devastated if somebody said that. I remember being, like, 18. That was about 20 then. When I was 18, I'd never had a six-pack, but I had a four-pack, like, which is, like... Like and like, just quite lithe as in like an eighteen-year-old, olive-skinned, yeah. live kind of um, four-pack, just naturally kind of thing. Slim, and then slender. Twenty, it was like bit of a fat fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just and dropped some weight after that. I did do. I put it back on and dropped it. And put it, well, what got me to lose the weight was being stopping smoking, did it? Because I wasn't going to the shop anymore. Because he used to get ah. twenty fags. And then, like, and a can of packets of crisps and pack of crisps. If they're donuts, yeah. you know, when they wipe out, that's so mean. You know, when you get to the end of the day in Tesco's and they go, These donuts, five donuts, 8p. Yeah. That almost seems cruel if I don't eat them. Yeah. Like, I don't want to waste them. How are those donuts going to feel? They're in the bag going, We're not even worth 8p. Yeah. And I'm like, Guys, I'm going to save you. Don't fret. <laughs> I'm here. I'm going to eat them. And things like, I don't eat crisps at all uh, because they are the devil's food. Because if you ever turn it round, any pack of crisps, the portion size on the back is not the bag size. No. So it says grab bag of cheese and onion crisps, 58 grams. Yeah. And you turn it round and it says portion size, three grams. I mean, don't eat any more than that. Yeah. Or you're dead. And, but they do a thing called, if you have those vegetable crisps, which are like beetroot and parsnip. And... Yeah, because they're good. Like they've got good ones for the kids. So they can they're really them. bad for you. They're just as bad. For you. Oh, really? Oh, they're fucking awful. Yeah, but I was like, family size bag, have them. The donuts are like, he saved us. I'm like, yeah, I'll be with you in a minute. <laughs> let's uh, let's go back to the chat for a minute because um, uh, we're going to have to wrap up in a second. But I want to give anyone that's yes. in the chat uh, an opportunity to to ask maybe sort of one or two final questions before we wrap up um yeah political whatever political life love the universe from uh we've got Stuart, we've got madge we've got i, I have that vested interest i know i i know Stuart from my other life in the world mr oh, Stuart see. drummond who's a scotsman who came down to one of the uh the events that uh oh, we wonderful. were at in vaping and what? that's the first time i've met Stuart a number of times i've known Stuart for fuck i don't even know he'll know six years or something like that. yeah well, any friend of John's is a friend of mine. Hello, Stuart. He's lovely, Stuart. And he's on TikTok as well. I do see him scrolling through TikTok too. Jolly good. Jolly good. It's all gone very quiet in the chat, so we'll... Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. We will uh, we'll wrap up. Um, as always, I could just fucking carry on gassing away to you uh, yeah. all night Same. and putting the world to rights. But um... I did say to my wife I'd be back in at 9.30. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm going to nip out at 8 and talk to John for an hour. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be back in. But then with uh, with tech problems and uh, and, yeah, exactly. and a lot of talk, let's be real, uh, then things, yeah, time gets the better of us. But, uh, but okay, cool. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for, for joining us again, John. And, yeah, if anyone wants to catch up with John's uh, thoughts and feelings about the world and politics and so on, uh, he's on TikTok, as uh, John left at the countryside. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll be back chatting to you again soon. And all the best. Thank you very much. Ciao for now. Bye.